Good evening and welcome to our city council meeting for October 18th, 2022. I call this meeting to order. I invite you to join me for a moment of silence followed by the pledge. Please call the roll. Councilmember Gladney? Present. Enigas? Here. Kyles? Here. Betty. Williams? Here. Beck? Here. Dana? Here. Olmer? Mayor Finan? I am also here. Um, Councilmember Pianfetti is at her son's um, sectional soccer game, and uh, Councilmember Falmer is traveling with family today. So we have special recognitions. We have oaths. Good evening, Council, Mayor. Uh, it's my privilege to introduce, I'll start off with Mateo Rodriguez. Uh, uh, Mateo joined us May 2nd uh, of this year as a probationary firefighter. He comes to us from Elmwood, Illinois, and he's an Army combat medic with the Army National Guard and uh, specializes in pre-hospital trauma care. Uh, he has three and a half years of firefighter experience with Robinson, Illinois, prior to coming here. Just recently graduated academy, and he's already in, like, hazmat tech class. So he's getting some advanced training early on. He's going to be a valuable member of our department. We look forward to that. Um, so I'll let you proceed. All right. Please raise your right hand, grab the mic, Ooh. and raise your right hand and state your oath. Hi, Mateo Rodriguez. Having been appointed to the position of probationary firefighter in the city of Champaign and the county of Champaign, do hereby swear that I will perform the duties of a probationary firefighter to the best of my abilities and that I will uphold the Constitution of the United States of Illinois, or United <laughs> State of Illinois, the Constitution of the United States of America to the best of my abilities. All right, next up is not a probationary firefighter. Uh, <laughs> this is our new training battalion chief, uh, Dave Ferber. And uh, Dave Ferber has 49 years of fire experience, uh, 32 of those with the city of Champaign. Uh, to be just slightly underdone by that for 48 years, he's been married to his wife, Karen, <laughs> which is another milestone, and congratulations on that. He has three sons, Colby, Corey, and Casey. Uh, he has a hazmat, he's also a hazmat tech, just like Mateo Rodriguez is tra training for, and uh, several other uh, certificates here. He's uh, got an associate's in applied science at the Danville Community College, and he was 17 years as the village president in Fairmont, and nine years as the village trustee, and four, no, four trustee and nine in, as the uh, Jamaica School Board. 
representative. So he wore a lot of hats there. He's worn a lot of hats and filled a lot of seats at Champaign and has been a valuable member of our department. And it's nice to have him as our new training battalion chief. Congratulations. Thank you. Please raise your right hand. Wait a minute. Oh, this isn't going to work. Please put on your glasses. <laughs> I thought maybe I'd be able to see it, but that's not Raise your right hand and state I, David Ferber, having been appointed to the position of training battalion chief in the city of Champaign and the county of Champaign, do hereby swear that I will perform the duties of training battalion chief to the best of my abilities and that I will uphold the Constitution of the state of Illinois and the Constitution of the United States of America to the best of my abilities. We need approval of the minutes. Madam Mayor, I move that we approve all closed session meetings. 2015 and June 14, 2022, that do not have an indication of prior approval. Release the minutes with a recommendation of release and making a finding that the need for confidentiality still exists with respect to those closed session meetings or portions thereof with the recommendation of do not release. In addition, I move that we approve the minutes of September 20, 2022, regular council meeting. Second. Second. Is there any discussion? All those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed, same sign. Motion carries. They are approved. Do we have any correspondence? No. All right. We have no public hearings. Please call the first bill. Council bill number 2022-164. A resolution authorizing the city manager to execute a subreciprocal agreement with Stevens Family YMCA. Can I move it? Move. So move, so move. <laughs> Second. This bill would accept a proposal and authorize the city manager to execute a sub-recipient agreement in the amount of $218,103 for a 12-month period beginning on October 18, 2022 with Stevens Family YMCA for after-school weekend youth development programming in connection with the Community Gun Violence Reduction Blueprint. And I would note that um, Jeff Scott, who's the CEO for Stevens Family, is here. And Capricia Whitaker, who is the Why on the Fly director, is also present tonight. Are there any technical questions? Anyone in the audience wish to address this issue? Council comment? Please call the roll. Jeff wants to say something. You won't come on up. <laughs> Please state your name and city of residence, and please limit your comments to five minutes or less. All right, thanks. Um, my name is Jeff Scott, and I reside in Muhammad, Illinois. I am the CEO of the Stevens Family YMCA. And I just want to say thank you for the opportunity to serve um, the community in this way. Um, it is a uh, it, it's an outreach program that the YMCA decided to take on a couple years ago after doing some community needs analysis and some assessments on. 
um, not being able to reach underserved kids in our community based on two real major factors, their ability to pay at the Y and their ability to get to the Y. And so what we decided was we weren't going to build more Y spaces. We were going to build a mobile programming unit to go out and serve kids in communities that weren't near the Y or didn't have access to the Y. So that started with a summer program um, two years ago, and we served the kids in that Country Brook and Gramercy, the old Gramercy um, neighborhood, um, over the last two summers. And what we decided was we can make an impact on their lives in the three months that we hang out with them and you know spend quality time with them. But we weren't really changing lives because we were showing up and then we were leaving for nine months while they went to school. And we said, um, kids are gonna be changed, but they're not gonna be changed as much as they could be if they were with Capricious Team for 12 months of the year. So we uh, decided to make this effort and go about um, renting that space at the Old Swan Special Care Center. and. Uh, we're, um, we just got off the ground this week and are uh, really hoping to uh, meet the needs of 25 to 30 kids on a daily basis in those communities um, with an after-school program and then continue into the summers. So, thanks. Thank you. There are any council comments? Seeing none, please call the roll. Council Member Gladney? Yes. Inigas? Yes. Kyles? Yes. Williams? Yes. Beck? Yes. Bruno? Yes. Mayor Finan? Yes, council bill passes uh, seven to zero. Please call the next bill. Council bill number 2022-165, a resolution authorizing the purchase of a records management system. So moved. Second. The purpose of this council bill is to accept a proposal and authorized city manager to enter into a 60-month, five-year agreement with not to exceed costs of $279,951.44 with Locality Media Inc. DBA first due for the purchase of a comprehensive management system, RMS, to include National Fire Incident Reporting System scheduling fire pre-planning, asset management, inspections, and training software. Locality Media Inc. is a Delaware corporation authorized to do business in the state of Illinois. The council bill authorizes an initial implementation cost of $4,775 and a first-year subscription fee of $49,800. After the one-year implementation and subscription fees, the agreement includes an additional five years of subscription services for software maintenance and support, which is to increase 5% for each subsequent year for a total amount not to exceed the cost of $279,951.44. Are there any technical questions? Anyone in the audience wish to address this? Council comment? Please call the roll. Council Member Gladney? Yes. Inigas? Yes. Kyles? Yes. Williams? Yes. Beck? Yes. Bruno? Yes. Mayor, Mayor Finan? Yes. Council Bill passes 7 to 0. Please call the next bill. Council Bill number 2022-166, a resolution approving a professional services agreement to provide the assessment center and written exam components of the 2023 fire lieutenant and engineer promotional testing processes. So moved. Second. The purpose of this council bill is to authorize the city manager to enter a professional services contract with the Illinois Fire Chiefs Association 
to provide assessment center and written exam components for 2023 fire lieutenant and engineer promotional testing processes. The professional services contract for the assessment center and written exams has a not to exceed price of $111,790. Are there any technical questions? Anyone in the audience wish to address this issue? Council comment? Please call the roll. Councilmember Gladney? Yes. Enigas? Yes. Kyles? Yes. Williams? Yes. Beck? Yes. Bruno? Yes. Mayor Finan? Yes. Council bill passes seven to zero. Please call the next bill. Council bill number 2022-167, a resolution approving a license agreement with the Visit Champaign County Foundation for the placement of interpretive boards in the right-of-way for the Champaign County African American Heritage Trail. So moved. Second. The purpose of this council bill is to approve a license agreement between the City of Champaign and Visit Champaign County Foundation to allow interpretive boards for the African American Heritage Trail to be placed in the right-of-way on select streets in downtown and campus town. Are there any technical questions? Anyone in the audience wish to address this issue? Council comment? Please call the roll. Councilmember Gladney? Yes. Enigas? Yes. Kyles? Yes. Williams? Yes. Beck? Yes. Bruno? Yes. Mayor Finan? Yes. Councilmember passes seven to zero. I think we need a motion to consolidate. Madam Mayor, I would like to make a motion to consolidate bills number 2022-022-168 and 2022-169. Second. All those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed, same sign. Motion carries. Please call both bills. Council Bill Number 2022-168, a resolution authorizing a public hearing to be held with regard to creation of the Garden Hills Tax Increment Finance District Redevelopment Plan and Project Area. Council Bill Number 2022-169, a resolution authorizing a public hearing to be held with regard to the amendment of the North Campus Town Tax Increment Finance District Redevelopment Plan and Project Area. The purpose of these council bills is to authorize a public hearing for the creation of the Garden Hills TIF District and the amendment of the North Campus Town TIF District. Are there any technical questions? Anyone in the audience wish to address this issue? Council comment? Please call the roll. Councilmember Gladney? Yes. Enigas? Yes. Kyles? Yes. Williams? Yes. Beck? Yes. Bruno? Yes. Mayor Finan? Yes. Council bills pass 7 to 0. Please call the next bill. Council bill number 2022-170, a resolution reject rejecting proposals from Peoria Manpower, Inc. and the 22nd Century Technologies, Inc. for the Police Department Temporary Expungement Services. So moved. Second. The purpose of this council bill is to reject proposals from Peoria Manpower Inc. and 22nd Century Technologies for the Police Department Temporary Expungement Services. Are there any technical questions? Anyone in the audience wish to address this? Council comment? Please call the roll. Councilmember Gladney? Yes. Enigas? Yes. Kyles? Yes. Williams? Yes. Beck? Yes. Bruno? Yes. Mayor Finan? Yes. Council bill passes 7 to 0. Please call the next bill. Council bill number 2022-171, a resolution accepting a proposal 
for removal and replacement of the floor drain at the Public Works Center garage. So moved. Second. This council bill accepts a proposal and authorizes the city manager to execute an agreement with Stark Excavating Inc. of Bloomington, Illinois for the removal and replacement of the floor drain at the Public Works Center garage in the amount of $118,000. Are there any technical questions? Anyone in the audience wish to address this issue? Council comment? Please call the roll. Councilmember Gladney? Yes. Inigas? Yes. Kyles? Yes. Williams? Yes. Beck? Yes. Bruno? Yes. Mayor Finan? Yes. Council bill passes 7 to 0. Please call the next bill. Council bill number 2022-172, a resolution approving agreement with Morrow Brothers Ford, Inc., through a specialized purchasing process for the purchase of 11 vehicles. So moved. Second. This council bill authorizes the city manager to enter into a specialized purchasing process and execute an agreement with Morrow Brothers Ford, Inc. of Greenfield, Illinois, in the amount of $446,270 for the purchase of 11 vehicles. Are there any technical questions? Anyone in the audience wish to address this issue? Council comment? Please call the roll. Councilmember Gladney. Yes. Inigas? Yes. Kyles? Yes. Williams? Yes. Beck? Yes. Bruno? Yes. Mayor Finan? Yes. Council bill passes 7 to 0. Please call the last bill. Council bill number 2022-173, a resolution authorizing the purchase of one-wheel loader for the Public Works Department and declaring one-wheel loader as surplus property. So moved. Second. The purpose of this council bill is to authorize the purchase of one John Deere 624 wheel loader from Martin Equipment Inc. Tolono, Illinois, in the amount of $309,850. This council bill also declares one 2009 Hyundai HL740-7A wheel loader as surplus property to be used as trade-in to offset the purchase of the new wheel loader. Are there any technical questions? Anyone in the audience wish to address this? Council comment? Please call the roll. Councilmember Gladney? Yes. Inigas? Yes. Kyles? Yes. Williams? Yes. Beck? Yes. Bruno? Yes. Mayor Finan? Yes. Council bill passes 7 to 0. We are now at the point of our meeting for general audience participation. I would note that there is not audience participation after the study session, so if you wish to speak, now is your opportunity. Please step forward, state your name and city of residence, and please limit your comments to five minutes or less. No one wishes to speak. Then we have council comments. Are there any council comments? I just wanted to make a comment. I've got the T-shirt up front. I don't know, Brian, if you're able to zoom in on it. It's in a kind of a weird spot. Um, you may have seen the information on the news and also on social media. Um, visit Champaign County and EDC are uh, holding a contest 
for Team Champaign-Urbana, or if you are Team Urbana-Champaign, depending on how you say it, um, you can order a t-shirt through shambanaproud.com, and a portion of the proceeds are going to go to the Champaign County Historical Museum. Um, and if you go and look at the website, there are some really fun photographs of former mayors um, standing at Wright Street, um, with the Champagne side and the Urbana side and some friendly competition. Uh, we want to win in Champagne, so everybody who can afford to do so, please go order a Champagne t-shirt um, and be she Team Champagne-Urbana so that we can win. So that's what your t-shirt will look like if you go online and order. Uh, and with that, uh, Deputy City Manager, do you have anything? Nothing, Your Honor. Thanks. All right, vouchers. Ma Thank you. Madam Mayor, the, I move that we approve the vendor payments in the amount of $2,520,441.61. Second. Any discussion? All those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed, same sign. Motion carries. Madam Mayor, I move that we approve the payroll of September 30th. 2022 in the amount of two million eighty three thousand one hundred thirty seven dollars five cents Second. any discussion <clears throat> all those in favor signify by saying aye aye, aye. opposed same sign motion cap carries all right so we are now at our study session i'm going to ask our rpc friends to come up to the table and join us and it looks like our planning director is coming too I'm going to turn it directly over to you guys once you get settled. As they're coming up, let me just briefly, uh, for <clears throat> anybody that, that doesn't know the, the team that just joined me here, uh, Delitzu Solomoyo, uh, Rita Black, and Lisa Benson uh, are the, uh, the brain trust of the RPC. Uh, Rita in particular has been there for a long time and we've worked together for a long time. Uh, she, <clears throat> she manages both the planning function and KUATS, which is the transportation uh, uh, function of, of uh, the organization. So uh, they're gonna give you an overview tonight of the services they provide. We specifically contribute to the planning services and uh, to KUATS. Uh, but there's a, a wide range of other services that are also provided that are really pretty much right on point with a lot of council goals. So I uh, thought it'd be good to, to, to hear the whole overview. So I'll turn it over to Delitzu. Thank you. Thank you, Bruce. Um, Madam Mayor, uh, honorable members of the city council, thank you for having us tonight uh, and giving us an opportunity to uh, share with you about what the Regional Planning Commission does uh, in this community as well as throughout the county. Uh, what I will do is just spend a little bit of time uh, going over the background of the organization and then uh, my colleagues here, Lisa Benson and Rita Black, will focus primarily on the divisions that they head and in terms of what those divisions do for the community. So uh, the Regional Planning Commission was created uh, in 1966, and it was initially created as a planning, zoning, 
and subdivision for Champaign County, as well as for the cities of Champaign and Urbana. So we are part of the county, uh, even though we like to say that we are somewhat semi-autonomous in the sense that we have our own uh, governing board, which is actually right now chaired by the mayor. Uh, that board uh, consists of, uh, we have representation from the city council, uh, we have the mayor of Urbana, as well as representation from the council in Urbana, and then we also have county board members that are, serve on our commission, uh, and we have two members that are community members representing the underserved communities throughout Champaign County. We were designated as a metropolitan planning organization. Rita we're gonna, will go into more detail when she does her presentation, and that was done in 1974. We became a community action agency in 1984, and by that, community action uh, really goes back to the war on poverty that President Lyndon Johnson launched in 1964. Uh, and so as a result, there was legislation passed. Initially, it was the Economic Opportunity Act, which was then uh, replaced by the Community Services Act. Uh, and now we have the Community Services Block Grant, or the Community Services yeah, Block Grant Act, which was passed in 1981 uh, during the Reagan administration. The act itself designates community action agencies, in, in this sense, the Regional Planning Commission, to actually address poverty at the local level. So we are probably the only organizations um, throughout the country. There are about 1,100 community action agencies in the United States covering 99% of the counties of the United States, including Puerto Rico, Guam, and the U.S. Virgin Islands but we are the only network of organizations that have federal designation to address poverty at the local level. So what, what that means is we get resources which allows us to do comprehensive community needs assessment to assess what poverty issues we have experiencing in our community and then create a plan to actually address uh, those issues. So the Regional Planning Commission became that organization in 1984 we receive the Community Services Block Grant. Uh, we also get other funding, which Lisa Benson is gonna get into more uh, with her presentation. We began to operate the Head Start program. Uh, this is also part of the legacy of the War on Poverty, the whole great society that had been envisioned both by the Kennedy administration as well as the Johnson administration. And so Head Start comes from the same era as Community Action. Um, Previously, the program was being operated by the Community Action Agency, which is located in Danville. And so uh, in 1994, uh, that organization decided to give up the program, and the Regional Planning Commission took on uh, providing Head Start services in Champaign County. Um, if you're not familiar with Head Start, it's an early uh, education program, so we serve uh, at least for, for our program, we serve uh, from birth to five-year-olds. So we, this is a holistic approach to working with children uh, in the early education program and to get them ready for kindergarten. Um, we have grown, uh, from what I understand, from the history of the organization. When it was started in 1966, we initially started with five employees and we have now grown to almost 400 employees uh, as of this year. 
Um, we have a presence, so we are Champaign County Regional Planning Commission, but um, we have other programs that we operate where we have a presence in other counties. And so uh, our footprint uh, goes beyond Champaign County to about 18 different counties uh, here in the state of Illinois. Our operating budget, uh, in terms of what we presented to both the county board as well as to the uh, regional planning commissioners for FY 2023 is $46 million. Primarily, those funds are both state uh, as well as federal grant dollars. So we are primarily funded with grant dollars. We do not, um, we're not a taxing uh, organization. And um, some of those grants are by the virtue of us being a community action agency, some of those by virtue of us being a metropolitan planning organization. But in most cases, we apply for those resources to both the state of Illinois as well as to the federal government. In terms of uh, the members, so we are a membership organization. While we are this organization that is providing social services in the community, we're doing planning around transportation, uh, we are also a membership organization. And I think Rita's gonna go into more detail about what we do with our membership. But just for you to know, the members of the Regional Planning Commission are Champaign County, the city of Champaign, city of Urbana, Rantoul, uh, the village of Savoy, village of Muhammad, and the village of St. Joseph. Um, one other thing I'd like to share with you in terms of what our presence is in the city of Champaign. And, and again, we are very, uh, uh, grateful to the support that the city of Champaign renders to the Regional Planning Commission. Uh, but we do have quite a presence uh, in the city of Champaign. We have right now two Head Start facilities. We have one where we have a partnership with uh, the school district on Neal Street. We also have a fairly new one that we purchased about three years ago, and that is on Country Fair Drive. Uh, we are in the process of purchasing another facility uh, in the Round Barn area for us to provide early Head Start services, and that is for our birth to three-year-olds. Uh, so hopefully we will be moving into that new facility uh, in the spring. We recently opened a LAHIP office. Uh, before that, most of our LAHIP services were being provided out of our uh, uh, Brookings uh, facility. And I think, again, Lisa will go into more details about that. But this is our utility assistance program where we provide uh, assistance to households that cannot afford to pay their utilities. And so we opened an office uh, in Champaign uh, last year. Last year. Uh, we also have the Youth Assessment Center, which I know that the city uh, supports. And we have also a facility uh, in the Round Barn area for the Youth Assessment Center. And then uh, we also have our workforce uh, development facility where we are co-located with um, Parkland uh, and then some of our state uh, agency partners, and that is on Mattis. Finally, in terms of the way we're structured at the Regional Planning Com Commission, we have six divisions, community services, which Lisa Benson is going to uh, go over, that's the division that she uh, is the director of. We have our Workforce Development Division. Uh, with that division, we primarily work with employers and employees. Um, and we have our Early Childhood Education Division. This is where our Head Start program is uh, located. 
Planning and Community Development, which is Rita Black's uh, division that she's going to talk about. Another thing that we do at the Regional Planning Commission that uh, most people may not know is police training. Uh, we provide ongoing professional development to our police officers, and we do that in a three-county area. We do that in Champaign County, Piatt, as well as Vermillion County. And so I know that um, the city's uh, police officers, um, we help to facilitate both mandatory training that uh, police officers are supposed to go through, as well as other uh, training needs that our police officers may have. The final division, which was uh, recently created, is our data and technology division. This is one of our strategic initiatives by realizing that uh, we are all, in all of our divisions and all of our programs, we're working a lot with data and uh, reporting to our funders, making sure that we're planning accordingly um, and uh, utilizing technology to facilitate a lot of the services that we provide in the community. So that is uh, basically the, uh, I think, the background of who we are uh, as the Regional Planning Commission. I will close by saying that if you look at other regional planning commissions in the state of Illinois, and maybe even in the country, we're somewhat unique uh, because most regional planning commissions, I think, focus on the planning and economic development aspects and not really delve into the uh, social services arena, which the Regional Planning Commission has been doing since 1984. With that, I'm going to hand it over to Lisa Benson, our Director of Community Services. Thank you. Can you hear me okay? Yes, Lisa. Good evening. Um, I am Lisa Benson, the Community Services Director at the Regional Planning Commission. Um, the Regional Planning Commission, as Delitzo had noted, was designated the Community Action Agency for Champaign County in 1984. The Community Services Division budget is regularly 10 to $15 million. However, with the pandemic, relief efforts has increased to $25 million. At any point in time, the division is managing 40 to 60 different local, state, or federal grants and contracts. In addition to the services at five office sites throughout Champaign County, many services are delivered in what we refer to as community-based settings client homes, libraries, and parks. We have a team of staff with a wide range of experience, training, and credentials, including licensed clinical social workers, family community development specialists, qualified intellectual disabilities professionals, building professional institute quality control inspectors, housing quality standards inspectors, and results-oriented management accountability implementers. The Community Services Division programming is multifaceted and is not easily categorized, but we've given it a try with these six categories. Housing Support Services. Since January 2022, the Homeless Prevention Eviction Diversion Program has diverted 73 households from homelessness. The Tenant-Based Rent Assistance Program provides short-term housing subsidies to households actively working towards self-sufficiency. RPC administers the Senior Home Repair Program on behalf of both the City of Champaign and the City of Urbana. Housing Counseling and the ISC Housing Navigation Services have been added in the last year. Case management staff provide information, support, and advocacy focused on moving households out of poverty towards self-sufficiency. 
Program models include evidence-based approaches focusing on motivational interviewing, trauma-informed care, restorative practices, and housing first principles. Services are individualized to the specific needs of each client or family. Each year, we serve over 200 seniors. Approximately 30% of those seniors this last year were from the city of Champaign. 403 households were provided case management last year. 39% of those were from the city of Champaign. Our homeless services. RPC serves as the lead agency for the continuum of care for Champaign County. In 2019, RPC sought funding to support a coordinator position to facilitate the work of the continuum of service providers to the homeless. The coordinator position has been pivotal in advancing our work to address homelessness in Champaign County. In 2016, in partnership with the United Way and the Housing Authority of Champaign County, we opened the emergency shelter for families. To date, 221 families have been sheltered, including 469 children. RPC coordinates with the City of Champaign Township and Cunningham Township Supervisor's Office to provide year-round rent assistance to households in Champaign County that experience temporary hardships. In the first quarter of this year, RPC has assisted 48 households with $68,780. Additionally, RPC manages 52 permanent supportive housing vouchers for homeless households with disabilities. Serving 13 counties, the Independent Service Coordination Program supports individuals with intellectual developmental disabilities and their families or guardians to help them access individualized services and supports. The program's purpose is to ensure such services and supports are responsive to the unique needs and desires of each individual and to effectively promote independence, community inclusion, and self-determination. Last program year, 2,714 individuals were served across 13 counties. 9% of those individuals were residents of Champaign. So our utility assistance and energy efficiency services. Last program year, the Low Income Home Energy Assistance Program, often referred to as LIHEAP, and the Percentage of Income Payment Program, we refer to as PIP, served nearly 8,000 customers. LIHEAP served nearly 20% more of new customers, and PIP enrolled two times as many participants. During the pandemic, RPC partnered with the Urbana-Champaign Sanitary District to deliver the Low Income Sanitary Assistance Program. The Low Income Water Wastewater Assistance Program began in December of 2021. Nearly 500 households have been assisted to date, 50% City of Champaign residents. Through a partnership with Ameren, Illinois and Future Energy Enterprises, RPC is providing opportunities for mobile home households in Champaign County to receive energy efficiency upgrades. Some special initiatives. Each year, the Community Action Board, which the city manager is our chair for the Community Action Board currently, selects income eligible Champaign County residents to help pay for tuition, books, or other costs associated with their education at a post-secondary institution. 
Over 100 students have benefited from the CSBG scholarship since the program started in 1986. While many services across the nation were shut down, community services assistance was at a high. During the pandemic, our services expanded. RPC supported households across Champaign County with rent, mortgage, utility, and food assistance. Transportation assistance through the Barriers to Employment Reduction Program is the newest addition to our services <coughs> and provides eligible households the opportunity for a bus pass, a bike, assistance with auto insurance, and or vehicle or bike repair. Community, community services is all about the sea. Centering our work with these approaches and philosophies has been instrumental in our success, impacting approximately 14,000 individuals each year. Community services partners with others in all that we do. We know that as Helen Keller said, alone we can do so little, together we can do so much. Thank you. Good evening, everyone. My name is Rita Morocoima Black. I am the Planning and Community Development Director at RPC. As Bruce mentioned, I have been at RPC for 23 years. Then, a uh, long run at RPC. Uh, <clears throat> Hello. Okay. Uh, the Planning and Community Development Division uh, is composed of three different programs. The Transportation Program, also known as QUOTS, uh, the Planning Program, and the Economic Development Program. Uh, until last year, the Planning and Community Development Division also included the Data and Technology, that now is a new division of RPC. Within uh, transportation, uh, we do transportation planning as well as transportation engineering. Within the planning services, we do the regional planning services for uh, communities within Champaign County and even outside Champaign County. And also the RPC membership program is included within the planning program. And the third program is economic development, which provide loans and other services related to economic development. I'm going to start with the transportation program, which is also known as QWATS. To begin with, I want to define QWATS. QWATS is the Champaign-Urbana-Urbanized Area Transportation Study. We didn't pick that name. That name was assigned to us. Um, QWATS was created in 1965, and the city of Champaign has been a member of QWATS since that time. There were three agencies that were members of QWATS when QWATS was created. It was the city of Champaign, the city of Urbana, and Champaign County, just to provide a little bit of history there. Then back in 1974, the governor of Illinois designated the Champaign County Regional Planning Commission as the Metropolitan Planning Organization, uh, which is the entity responsible for conducting all the federally mandated transportation planning process within the Champaign Urbana urbanized area. As Dalitzo mentioned, uh, we have several agencies that are part of QWATS. Uh, those are the city of Champaign, the city of Urbana, the village of Savoy, Champaign County, the University of Illinois. We are one of the few MPOs in the United States that has a university as part of the Metropolitan Planning Organization. Uh, MTD, 
uh, RPC, and IDOT. All these agencies work together uh, on conducting the transportation planning process in uh, the urbanized area. However, to be part of QUATS, local agencies that are part of QUATS are required by federal regulation uh, to provide the local match that comes from the federal government. Then we sign an agreement among all the agencies defining the roles and responsibilities of the members of the MPO, and the members of the MPO provide a 20% local match from uh, their, their uh, funds uh, to match the funding allocated from the federal government. For fiscal year 23, the federal funding uh, provided to us is about $585,000, and uh, the Champaign local match is about $35,000. However, uh, we receive this funding, but we have uh, other activities that we do within the transportation program. Then we, as a staff, are constantly, regularly applying for competitive grants. <clears throat> then around every year, we get about $750,000 uh, to support uh, additional work that we do as part of our transportation program. As the MPO, we are responsible by federal mandate of uh, developing three different documents. The Champaign-Urbana Long Range Transportation Plan, the Transportation Improvement Program, and the Unified Technical Work Program, which is our annual work plan that is approved by the agencies, including IDA. But in addition to that, with the additional funding that we have and with some of the funding from QWATS, we do other activities. And those activities include, include developing specific tools that help us to support the planning process. Some of those, the most well-known by the members of the community, are a set of models that we have created uh, in order to support the planning activities. We have a travel demand model for the whole Champaign County that allows us, for example, to uh, measure the impact of any new development and how the transportation system will behave. Uh, we are currently developing a line use inventory and line use model that is parcel based that will work in conjunction with the transportation model. We have uh, developed a regional environmental framework for the community. We have done a lot of data collection, particularly on terms of sidewalk data that provides uh, the support for the agencies on developing uh, ADA plans. Another service that we provide as being the MPO is preparing transportation grants for our members. Uh, we prepare uh, the transportation enhancement program grants that we submit to IDOT, the highway safety improvement program grants that we submit to IDOT for funding for safety projects, and we recently submitted a $25 million grant uh, for the SS4A, the Safe Street for All Grants, that is a new initiative from the federal government. Then stay tuned to see if we get that funding, the $25 million. Um, I'm going to go into the details of one of some of our projects. The LRTP 2045, as I mentioned, is a mandated uh, 
federal uh, document that we need to produce every five years. And basically, uh, we have done that as an online document that you can see, that's the website. And that uh, the process is a long process that includes all the members, member agencies and a lot of public involvement. And at the end, we have a document that outlines how the urbanized uh, area transportation system should evolve in the next 25 years. The Transportation Improvement Program, or TIP, which is another federally required document, basically uh, lists all the anticipated projects, transportation projects, for the current fiscal year and the next three years uh, from all the QWATS member agencies. Then if you are going to be doing a project or are currently doing a project that is receiving transportation funds, all that is listed in that document, and this is a federal requirement in order for you to get federal money uh, or even state funding. Then all the agencies depend on that document. Uh, this is an interesting project that we did uh, starting in, in 2016. Uh, the staff uh, collected data and created a database of sidewalk network features, including uh, sidewalk data, curb ramps, crosswalk, pedestrian signals. And we sent out interns to collect this data, 700 miles of sidewalks. Uh, more than 400 were located in the city of Champaign. And with that, we created the database. As you can see the map there, uh, all the agencies staff have access to the database. And this is data that is used by the agencies to develop the, their ADA transition plans. But beyond that, we created this application where anyone is available on the, our website. Anyone in the community can go and see the status of the sidewalks uh, in their where they live or in any place in the community. And not only that, it also provides uh, up-to-date information on all the different features uh, that we have as part of the database. We do, do, we do this work every year. We send out interns uh, to collect the data based on the new construction projects that have been done in the community. Then uh, during summertime, we have teams working outside collecting this data to update the database. We also develop a regional environmental framework. This is our most recent project. Basically, uh, as part of doing any transportation project in our community, there is a process called the NEPA process that requires uh, agencies collecting a lot of environmental data that data is difficult to collect because it is in different places and has different scales and different sources. Then uh, we applied for funding through IDOT to uh, do this project, and we were able to put together just in one website all the data for Champaign County in terms of environmental features, including topography, soil, uh, hydrology, wildlife, and now, when anyone, any agency is doing a project, the time that is going to be spent collecting this data to be part of the NEPA process will be reduced significantly. 
And as part of this project, we also developed a composite score related to ecological vulnerability that will tell you how vulnerable is the area where you are doing the project. And this is a project that we are just finishing at this time. Champagne, Urbana, and Savoy until now didn't have a consistent, accurate database of all the parcels in the community. Right now, we send uh, people, interns, to collect this data. And for each parcel in the community, we have photograph, we have total area of the parcel in previous area, we have the activity codes based on land use data, the building footprints, the number of units, uh, the structure code, parking lots, area spaces, and we have built the whole database. And the idea of the database is that when a new development is approved by any of the agencies, then the local planners can go into the database and update the database. And the database is consistent for Champaign, Urbana, and Savoy. And that way, the database will be always up to date. And we connect this land use data to our travel demand model in order to estimate if there are growth in the community, the model will estimate the growth on traffic, for example. And this is a project that was done also uh, by us applying to a competitive grant uh, through IDOT. We got the funding. The project cost is almost $500,000. Uh, the city didn't have to pay even one cent for this project. And now they have access to this database. These are uh, projects related to transportation. And it's not moving. It's not advancing. OK, thank you. Um, the next area, there is, we jump one or two, another one <coughs> before. Before, before. Regional planning. With our, uh, this is the other program, regional planning. Uh, we have a group of staff who are specialized on different areas. With that, we provide planning-related technical services to agencies within our service area, Champaign County. Uh, examples of that are, for example, at this time, we are doing the ARPA administration for the city of Urbana uh, for Champaign County. But we also have provided services for uh, communities outside Champaign County. For example, we developed the uh, GIS database for the Vermilion County Sanitary District. Um, we provide a variety of services on the regional planning. We develop comprehensive plan. We do community engagement, uh, data analysis, zoning updates. And we also provide uh, grant writing services. Within planning, we have then RPC membership. Uh, the RPC membership is uh, basically a service that have been in RPC for over 20 years. And the idea is the agencies that are members of RPC provide funding to support staff to do work in terms of regional planning. 
Um, at this time, the annual budget for the RPC membership is about $130,000. The way that the agencies contribute to uh, membership is based on a formula uh, which uh, is based on population. And that's the way that we estimate the fees. Uh, Champagne is one of the agencies paying the largest fee because it's the largest agency with the highest uh, population. But at the same time, Champagne uh, received a lot of uh, support from us in terms of planning. Some of the projects that we do are divided into six different areas. We do data maintenance and analysis. Uh, we have a community indicators website. We do a lot of bike month uh, activities and implementation. We respond to data requests. This takes a lot of our time. We organize educational forums for you as city council members or elected officials and also for staff. And we also produce reports that are requested by the agencies. Then I'm going to provide some. This is not working. Thank you. <laughs> the, uh, in 2019, we developed the, created the Champaign County Regional Data Portal. On that website, we have data sets from several agencies, including the city of Champaign. This has saved us some time because we constantly get requests from people in the community, from uh, students, from uh, even council members asking us for information for data. Most of the data is now available on the regional data portal. Also, in our regional data portal, we have, uh, let me get this right, 36 data sets related to accessibility, economics, poverty, education, engagement, health, mobility, safety, and sustainability. We also have on the regional data portal information related to a regional dash dashboard with 65 data sets that include uh, related to Champaign County that uh, provide information on agriculture, education, employment, income, poverty, housing, natural resources, transportation, whatever you want is available there. And it's not just the data set, it provides historical data, it provides an explanation of the data set, the sources, and any other information that is relevant for Champaign County. In addition to that, we also have in that website the information clearinghouse where people can find more data from other agencies at the state level and the federal level um, that goes beyond the 100 data sets that we provide through the Champaign County Community Indicators and through the Champaign County Regional Dashboard. I don't know if you are aware, but that's available in our website and we maintain those data sets, uh, including census data. Probably you don't know, but we have been the Champaign County uh, Clearinghouse for the census. Uh, I have been involved uh, in the last three census. 
uh, running what is called the Champaign County Area Complete Count Committee. For the last 2020 census, we work with other 35 agencies in the community to provide a lot of education related to the, related to the census. And not just that, to work with people in the community that don't have access to a website to complete their uh, census questionnaire. We went to different places in the community, uh, including Shadowwood uh, and other places in the community, and we provided support for people to complete their questionnaire uh, in different languages. This way, uh, we counted uh, providing this kind of support for about 100 residents just in the city of Champaign. Uh, as I mentioned, we do a lot of work related to bike month and bike pet implementation. This was a request made by the city of Champaign about four years ago. Uh, these activities were not centralized, were done by different uh, volunteers in the community, and the city of Champaign requested us to take the lead role on organizing bike month and other uh, biped uh, activities in the community. Then with that, we have been doing bike to work, leading that effort. In 2022, we had about 900 people participating in bike to work, and there is a lot of, a lot of coordination that needs to be done with that. We also, uh, working with volunteers and with other agencies, we provide education related to uh, biking in the community, and we keep uh, updated all the uh, data related to infrastructure uh, about bike facilities in our community. In terms of data requests, uh, this is something that takes a lot of our time because we are content, constantly getting uh, data requests from local officials, from the general public, from libraries, from state departments, from businesses, from consultants. And in fiscal year 22, we have about 67 data requests. 46% of them were related to city of Champaign. But in fiscal year 21, 70% of the data requests were related to the city of Champaign. Then uh, we are constantly getting those kind of requests. As I mentioned, we also organize educational forums for elected officials and also for staff. What we usually do is one year we do it for elected officials and then the following year we do it for staff from the different uh, member agencies. And the topic that we provide the training for the staff is basically selected by uh, the agencies. And I also mentioned that we produce uh, reports at the request of the agencies. The latest report that we produced was uh, a literature review about electric vehicles uh, and how we can, we need to be uh, prepared uh, for the arrival of electric vehicles and the installation of the infra infrastructure to serve those electric vehicles. That's uh, the last document that we produce. And the last program that we have on the planning and community development is the economic development program. Under that, we have financing programs that we uh, provide 
for businesses and organizations and even governments uh, in East Central Illinois that include the Community Development uh, Assistance Program, the Intermedi Intermediary uh, Relending Program, and the Champaign County Com Community Development Corporation. We also work on the Enterprise Zone jointly with the City of Champaign and the City of Urbana. And we also conduct economic impact analysis. We have done in the last five years the economic impact analysis for the uh, University of Illinois Research Park. And we has also done the economic impact analysis for the uh, NCSA, the National Center for Supercomputer, Supercomputing Application. And as part of economic development, we are doing the administration of the Champaign County ARPA funding. And we are doing uh, Urbana ARPA funding and Champaign County ARPA funding. Related to the financing programs, as I mentioned, we have the three different programs with different uh, scopes in terms of the areas that can be served. And uh, agencies contact us, and based on the analysis of the data, we provide uh, loans for them, and we manage those loans. That's basically, in a nutshell, what we do as planning and community development. Any questions? Are you guys done with your presentation? Okay. Any technical questions? Councilmember Niguez. Yeah, I was uh, wanted to ask a few questions regarding your uh, pre-K programs. Um, what was there an adjustment to hours, or not the pre-K? I'm sorry, the the um, the the hours overall for Head Start is um, was there was there an adjustment to hours? I've had a conversation with somebody recently about this, and they said there was an adjustment to the hours available for parents to come in. Uh, not to my knowledge, uh, but what I can share with you, Council Member, is that um, just like most organizations, we have been severely impacted with staffing shortages. Mm -hmm. Uh, which actually resulted in us temporarily closing one of our sites in Savoy um, so that we could re redeploy um, uh, teachers that were teaching in Savoy to our other facilities. But um, in terms of changing the hours, uh, I'm not aware of that, no. Okay. Uh, would the, the hours be 8 to 5, traditional 8 to 5? Yes. And that was the comment that was um, made about how some – I work with people who work with families and uh, single parents, and one of the comments was made that an eight to five uh, tends to be difficult for those trying to work eight to five jobs. So I didn't know if there was any kind of um, extra hours that were provided, or is there any kind of um, support that could be done outside of those hours, or if there's anything that could be done to address that? Yeah, um, I don't believe we go beyond uh, the five, but. Um, we have had internal discussions because, as you're saying, there are some uh, families that work outside of those traditional 8 to 5, five hours. Um, I mean, I'm sorry, 8 to 5 p.m. hours. Mm -hmm. um, but um, uh, certainly that's something we can look into, but I can follow up with you. Sure. Um, and uh, the, when it comes to outreach and family support, when it comes to language barriers, uh, where are you in terms of how many different languages you're able to um, support? Are there is there are there any areas that could be 
supported even more. Uh, can you speak to that in, at all? Yeah, uh, we've actually recently invested in a service, uh, what's it called, Serve Pro Propio? Propio, to help us to um, reach, reach out to um, uh, populations in our community that are not English speaking. But I do know that especially Spanish and French uh, is something that we are uh, currently providing um, you know, translations for. But we have subscribed to this service. So if we have someone come in and there's a language that we're not, uh, we don't have anybody on staff that can translate, we use that service to provide that translation for us. Okay. And that's something recently implemented? We just did that <laughs> this year. Okay. Yeah, we Very just cool. did that this year. And is it kind of like a telehealth type situation where you're kind of video conferencing or something like that? I'm going to have to defer to Lisa because I'm not <laughs> sure how that works. I'm not trying to put you on the spot. Just... Sure. Um, it is a phone, but you can, you can do teleconference also. Okay. Um, just to build on what Delitzo just shared, we do in community services have staff that are able to do Spanish and some French. We definitely use Proprio when, you know, we don't have someone immediately available. We, we oftentimes with um, flyers or information try to produce a Spanish and sometimes even a French translation for some of that information. Again, I mentioned partnership. Um, we just, with that barriers to employment program, I just got in my email the Spanish translation for the information about that program. So we, we try our best to try to get that information in other sure, languages. Sure. And I'm, yeah, I'm just asking in terms of like, are there any, is there any way we could do anything else for, you know, those areas that may be uh, needing a little more support? But yeah, um, yeah, thank you. Any other technical questions? Anyone in the audience wish to address this? Council comment? Councilmember Kyles, Deputy I, Mayor Kyles. Definitely, thank, thank you, Madam Mayor. Thank you, you for all the presentation and all the work that you all do. I definitely, uh, um, you asked, what don't you do, you know? And so uh, one of the things that I was definitely intrigued about was the amount of data pools from our community. Uh, you know, when you said 70% of the inquiries um, our first the city of Champaign. I thought that was pretty amazing. I look forward to figuring out how to. I don't know. It's, it's so much that you do figuring out how to see how the public can use those reports a little bit more. I mean, I know that businesses use them. Obviously, governments and you know schools and things. You know, entities use them. But how can um, others who are interested in finding using that data? I think that's pretty powerful. So thank you for the presentation and what you do and look forward. Um, I didn't really ask the question, but I was interested in the pre-K. Um, I know that you do a lot in the that preparing students for, you know, um, kindergarten and first grade. And, you know, I think that's a ever, I mean, it's an important issue. You know, unfortunately, trying to be politically correct when I say this. I don't know how to be politically correct, but when you're behind even in kindergarten, to, you know, it's hard to believe, but it, I know that there are a lot of teachers working. There you go. There's a political. There are a lot of people that are working to help that process, but there are a lot of kids when they enter kindergarten, if they're behind, you know, unfortunately they could be behind for a, you know, the duration of their, which means they're behind in life. And so, any additional efforts that could go forward to that is important. So thank you for that. Anyone else? Councilmember Negus. 
Yeah, just one more comment on the uh, the LIHEAP program, which is uh, something that I personally had uh, um, experience with as a kid with family, and remarkable program, definitely uh, something that makes a major impact, so thank you. Thank you all for coming and reminding us of all of the great work that you do every day. We appreciate it. It has been fun to watch the ever-growing Regional Planning Commission continue to take on um, more and more tasks and provide more and more information for our community. You guys do great work. Um, this is not going to surprise anybody at the table, but I just want to put my plug in for please hire a grant writer. I know that you help with transportation grants, but there is so much money out there right now, and that's really the area that I think all of your stakeholders could use somebody. I don't know that it makes sense for each of us to have our own, but if we had somebody at RPC that could, we could all tap as a resource, that would be fantastic. So with that, we have direction to continue our membership in RPC and participate in their programs. Councilmember Niguez. Yes. 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 And yes, you have direction. Thank you. I need a motion to adjourn. Second. All those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed, same sign. Motion carries.